All right, and you poured yourself a clock tail. Let's get at this. What time is it? I think it's uh, White Claw O'Clock. <laughs> white Claw O'Clock. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back, everybody. The resounding consensus of the one to two people that responded was that they really <laughs> want uh, a recap of Mesnick's whole season. People just can't get enough of what happened in 2009. People love Jason Mesnick. Yep, Colin. He wears a backwards baseball cap. <laughs> he's a real dad type, as Anna pointed out. Yeah, real daddy. I Hi, mean, Jason. he's literally a dad type. Yeah, but there's a dad and then there's a dad type. I, yeah. Those are two different things. Not every dad is a dad type. I feel like I'm a dad type. <laughs> I think I was a dad type before I had kids. Correct. Yes, yeah, so it's kind of like Ted Mosby. Um, yeah, Colin pretty much forced us to uh, do this so you're welcome Colin uh, we're gonna do the next what six or seven episodes doing it for you big guy <laughs> we're down to five girls by the end of this episode I know so yeah it can't be that much longer it seems like well they add an extra things what they go to his hometown but I guess that's in lieu of like going around the world do they not go around the world in this one we're just gonna have to wait and see but I want to know now <laughs> so impatient these days all right well let's um Let's get into the fun, okay. shall we? We've got a couple of shout-outs. Uh, thanks for additional um, reviews from Mary. Mary keeps adding to her review, and we appreciate it, Mary. And uh, Sydney Kep left us a review that said she really liked when we had that argument about who said I love you and when. Um, so she was See, our one people listener. Loved that. People love it. She found it relatable. Our one listener. Yeah. People, uh, <laughs> people enjoyed that. Yeah. People liked the, yeah, some people, Katie, didn't like it very much, but others, like Sydney, loved it. You gotta just push past the awkwardness. <laughs> It'll come back around lean again. Lean into it. Yeah. That's, that was kind of my motto. That's how I wooed Anna in the first place. I said, just push past the awkwardness. Um, Still working on it. Yeah, we're we're almost there. <laughs> Eleven years later. Ooh, we. Um, oh, are we gonna play it? I don't know if we can. Wait, I guess. Don't know if we can. And you want to put it in? I guess let's put it in it's here. A joke. So yeah, we um, for an anniversary present. I used. Are you cameo. saying we don't know if we can because of like a copyright? Yes. Oh. Yeah, really? I don't know because we have to have the cameo watermark on it according to the thing. I don't know oh. if we can play it. So we, can we just say, this is from Cameo. Cameo, why don't you suck our dicks? <laughs> <laughs> also, we love you. Thanks for making this possible. I'll uh, download it and put it in. Oh, okay. So everybody's like, what are they talking about? What is this uh, great thing? What we're talking about is for our 11th anniversary, uh, did Ryan get me jewelry and flowers and chocolate? No. No, no and no. <laughs> I got her a customized message. Yeah, what is the uh, traditional? I, I was going to see. 11th anniversary is, oh, diamond jewelry? 11. A coffee Wait, pot. A coffee pot. <laughs> no. That's, this is, does That can't be sense. right. What, 16th anniversary is horseback riding? 13th is handcuffs? Who made this list? This is, is not the traditional list. Hang on a second. Yeah, all right. Fuck you, the nest. Um, yeah, so anyways, we're getting to this big gift reveal. I bet everybody's really <laughs> excited about what well, it's going to be. Well, a lot of you follow us on Facebook, so you already know what it was. You know but what's coming. But if you don't follow us on Facebook... Or Twitter. Yeah. Follow us, yeah. obviously. Here for the wrong reasons. Yeah, so anyways, I got Anna a customized recording from... Oh, okay. Hang on. Okay. Right 
Da, 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 the pod. Da, 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 What's it going to be? Drum roll. Oh no, I clicked on the cookies website. <laughs> no, except the cookies. Except the cookies. Okay, the 11th year is Steel. Steel. Which is Abs of Steel. Yeah, that's what I got you. Eyes of piercing steel eyes, too. Ryan got me a personalized message from none other than Alex Bordy. Bordy. Bordy, is that how you say yeah. his last he name? Yeah, he has like a long Russian name. Oh, I name, see. He shortened it up. But I think okay. on the show it was just yeah. Alex. Bordy. One of your favorites. And you swooned over him and you swooned over him. And Let, then... Can I ask you, out of no offense to Alex, did you think about Tyler C? Like, I'm curious how you decided Alex. I don't believe Tyler C's available. Oh, is he not? I don't think he's available. I'm just wondering if yeah. you like... Did you go onto the site thinking, okay, I'm going to get Alex? Or I did went you on to see, I perused okay. to see who there was. So what is it called? I looked around, it's called Cameo. Yeah, let's give him a big, huge shout out. So you can pay celebrities money to give you personalized video messages. And this is, I mean, I have to shout out Anna because before we were even dating, you did the original version of this. I did. When you had Dennis which Haskins. Was co- uh, Hollywood is calling. Hollywood but yeah, this is kind of next level. Yours was great. Dennis Haskins called me on my AKA birthday. Mr. Belding. Mr. Belding, right. And and gave me a, a personal conversation. But this was... Oh, yeah, so you can get Mike okay, Johnson. Could, oh, we could have gotten Diggy. Look how cute he is. Oh, Diggy's yeah. only $25. Yeah, I know. I'll get you Diggy every day I for know. a week. <laughs> oh, so you can't get Taylor Tyler C., but you can get his BFF Matt James. Yeah, you can get. I think you can get old ben Matt Higgins, Donald. Ben $100? Yeah, uh, no. Yeah, right, dude. No way. Um, who else do we have? Uh, oh, Jorge for $27. Yeah, I like that it's $27 exactly. <laughs> uh, you can get John Paul Jones for 100 bucks. I want one from Luke P., but just we could send a message that could make him say how bad he sucks. <laughs> I was wondering about that. Luke P is 70 bucks. I was wondering what the rules are. Like Man, if you um, Alex isn't even on here. Well, there's I think you've got a let's see. There's a whole category for him. <laughs> there are three thousand to choose from in reality TV. And the Bachelor has 161. Yeah. If you're wondering um, and I know all of you are. Fuck you, Barb. I'm not paying $59 to have Who's getting $59 to get Barb to talk to them? Chris Harrison is $375. Worth it. Well, and that's also, that is for COVID relief, too. I think he's doing it special for that. Who's this fancy Indian dude from Bachelorette Australia? I don't know. Nara- looks good, yeah. Naranga Am- Amarasing. Oh, gosh. Oh, I'm going to mispronounce oh. that. Yeah. Whoa. He's I'm into that. Yeah. I'm yeah. feeling this guy. Yeah, well, I'll get you him next time. He's only 19 bucks. Man, again. <laughs> he only has one review, but five stars. Five stars. We need to, you know, you can send Alex a video back. I would I like you to do that. I need to do but that. it's a lot of pressure. Why so do the... you, do we, we going to play this thing real quick? Let's yes. go ahead and drop this and so you can hear while we peruse the site, you guys can hear what Alex had to say. Hey, Anna, Alex here. Um, very flattered to hear that you're a fan of my dancing that I did on Ellen. Uh, it's a dancing is a very loose use of that term, but I appreciate it anyway. Your husband Ryan wanted me to reach out and uh, tell you that he wants to wish you a happy 11th anniversary. 
he loves you so much and uh, he couldn't imagine a better partner to spend his life with. He also wanted me to let you know, not that you needed to hear it, that you definitely are the funnier of the two co-hosts on your podcast, here for the wrong reasons. But I'm sure you already knew all this. Anyway, happy anniversary and uh, have a great day. Okay, so that was our message. I oh, made him say he all is. that. Look, yeah. he looks so good. He's yeah. so cute. And when you, man, when you posted um, that video, all the women, your mom included, were just swooning over people him. People went wild. Whitney was swooning over him. Yeah. Even people who don't watch The Bachelor, was, he is. Oh, wait, you can get Ashley and Jared together for 75 bucks. Ugh, puke. Ugh, gross. No thanks. Peter Weber for 149. Peter, I'll call I'll pay you $149 for you not to call me. <laughs> oh, snap. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I got him. Uh Jed Wyatt, is that the uh for $36? Really? That's I, how much you got paid for that you jingle. Think if you were like my wife loves the Better Bowl jingle, would he sing it yeah, on the message? Because that I actually would pay for. Yeah, I think he would do that. Or here's a question. For 36 bucks, do you think that he would write a jingle for you? Maybe. That might be worth it too. <laughs> like my wife's name is Anna. I like give him some give him some stuff to work uh, with. She's written a really good Cheerios jingle. Let's hear it. I've already sung this on the podcast before. The Cheerios jingle yeah. that I wrote like 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah, sing it again And never pitched, but I totally yeah. should have. Yeah. You're going to make me sing it right now? Yeah, I want to hear it. Uh, I remember it into, vaguely. Uh, oh, I into Nikki. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just can't sing. I can't sing. No, Nikki. Uh, <laughs> Who was that? I thought that was no, her. No, it was, but yeah. I was thinking of Jamie. I'm on this talent competition for singing, but I don't want to go on stage. <laughs> this could be your audition for the next episode of, uh, next season of Listen to Your Heart. All right, are you ready? Mm -hmm. It's the O that puts a big smile on my face. It's the O that puts a big smile on my face. It's the C-H-E-E-R-I-O's. I love, I love my Cheerios. The O that puts a big smile on my face. I like it. As we've talked in the past, it's just a little racy it's just for the racy Cheerios enough. brand. It uh, it's, works for kids, works for works adults. Works for adults. Well, and I like that too because like it's just kind of taking them in an edgy new direction. <laughs> Not like way in your face with the sexuality, but just a little bit. Yeah. Cheerios. Cheerios. Do you <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, Colton, 150 mm. bucks. Only if I can see him jump over a fence. Yeah, this is just turning into us reading the cameo site. Well, they've got, it's not just Bachelor folks, y'all. They've got all kinds of third tier <laughs> celebrities on here. It's a, it, we heartily enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it was a great time. It was a great gift. So, fellas, if you're looking for a gift for your lady, there you go. Okay, Michael no, Rappaport. We can't go down this. I know you're going to want to read every, every single, single person, person that's on here. Yeah, Michael right. Rappaport. We'll just, it'll oh be like God. me re reading the phone book, basically. Yes. All right. So um, real quick, our last shout out is to our listeners in Old Bridge, New Jersey. Um, thanks for listening, Old Bridge. How is that Old Bridge holding up? <laughs> but you know, they never heard that one before. The Old Bridge jokes about their town. Okay. You want to get into this thing? Let's get into this. Ugh, I guess. So what? how are you feeling? We're coming back into this after a long uh, hiatus. I mean, 
I don't know. I feel all right about it. I feel all right. Oh, crap. I have my notes pulled up from the last Oh, episode. no. From listening to your notes heart. Here on Matt and Ruth. <laughs> going it's going to be so confusing. Okay, here um, we go. Okay. Uh, yeah, everything that we noted in our first couple of episodes about this season, just, it's all still there. Like, their clothes, how do their clothing choices feel that dated? It was 10 years ago. Yeah, it is amazing. Like, it's, <laughs> I feel like you pulled up a picture of me from 10 years ago, and I just now. You were wearing, and I was wearing like, the same the shirt. Same shirt yeah. Which is, a, like, I guess... What's better? Sure, yeah. You know? That they that we've evolved so much or that I have evolved not at all. I still have an Abercrombie and Fitch like flannel shirt that I used to wear in high school in my closet because that shit is timeless. Well, right. And that's like, those just keep coming around I again. feel like this show shows how bad like certain trends play out. Yeah. Well, and again, I don't remember... Watching it at the, like at the time, you're just like, that's what people wear. That's um, the fashion of the time. Jason came in wearing a velvet Ed Hardy shirt. Yeah. So was that? Did we get a verdict? That was an official I don't Ed think Hardy that it shirt because that's like what John Goslin used to wear yeah. a lot of after he like split from K. Right. And was on his when own. When he was like yeah. bros with Michael Lohan, oh, which God. is crazy. Yeah. Oof. Like that how, guy. What? How did that happen? I don't he know. He was hanging out with. Michael Lohan all the time. But honestly, don't those two deserve each other? Sure. I mean, why not throw Joe Simpson into the mix? <laughs> they can all hang oh, out together. Oh, guys, uh, here for the wrong reasons, book wreck. Did I already Yeah, we about talked this? about this last week, but you yeah, have finished, finished it? Yeah, I finished Jay Simps' book. Amazing. Yeah, we've, we've talked about a book club. I think we should do it. All right, well, I, think... I recommend uh, Open Book to our listeners. Oh, yeah, oh, that's what it's called. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> That's a pretty clever title. You said that it was like better. I mean, clearly she had a ghostwriter, right? Yeah. I would, well, I mean, yeah, yes. I do think she had a ghostwriter for like the narrative, but apparently like she has kept journals her entire life. Like I think she probably did a lot of the writing and then, you know. Got just, it punched up a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Had somebody there to like string it together. That is, God, that's the perfect job for you. You a be, celebrity ghostwriter? Yeah. You would be so good at it, and you would love it. Would I, though? Well, yeah, I would. You would love it. You would get all this dish straight from the person. You would have to, like, sit down with Jessica Simpson and be like, so when you said, is this chicken or is this buffalo, <laughs> what was going on through your mind? Like, imagine how great that would be. One of the complaints that one of the few... Well, I I have a few complaints about the book. Okay. Number one... She says that her album, Public Affair, did poorly because, quote, the world wasn't ready to see her happy and single. <laughs> and I remember that album, and it sucked balls. Well, I remember. Let's drop a little bit of Public Affair in here right now, because I remember that song was not good. It was not good. Yeah. Uh, the whole album was not good. Well, and that was like, that's the showcase single from it. 
Right. And yeah. so that's like, this is the pony that we're trotting out that's Which best in show. Which I feel like, fine, like, albums bomb, you know? Right. But don't put it on, like, don't put it on the back of America, Jessica. <laughs> People weren't ready for my shitty music because yeah. they didn't want me to be happy. And this isn't really a complaint, although I guess it kind of is. She talks about how, like, there was a period in her life where she was, like, doing all this, <laughs> no pun intended, like, backdoor dating. Maybe pun intended. Oh. But she said that she, for, like... Months after she and Nick split, she just had all of these like torrid, like one night stands basically with a list of like Hollywood bachelors. Yeah. But she doesn't tell. Oh, she doesn't name names. No, she doesn't. She doesn't name names. (laughs) Name (laughs) names. Isn't, did uh, Wilmer Valderrama, is that one of them? It was rumored. And Adam Levine. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. That. Other, she does talk about Johnny Knoxville, but bam, that got like, and I have well, to boom. assume. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, go ahead. I didn't even really go for broke. That was me at like 40% with my boom voice. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, I mean. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I would have liked for her to, you know, spill a little more dirt. Didn't we? And we know she was with John Mayer, right? Did oh, that's that? all over this book. Yeah. John Mayer is a piece of shit, which I already knew. Yeah, didn't we all? I thought we all knew that. Mm, yeah. I hate to name names, but we have a listener, Rachel, <laughs> big John Mayer fan. Rachel, <laughs> <laughs> you got to read this book. What does she have to say about Train? Please tell me she dishes about how horrible Pat Monahan is. Well, do you want to circle it back around? Yeah. bringing it back to Train. Yeah. I feel like Harrison comes in looking like he belongs in a circa 2009, not like a boys band. He doesn't look boy yeah. bandy. What is the term for that? Because, like, I feel like Train, Plain White Tees, like, they all fit into, like, what, like, adult contemporary but that's not quite it he looks like he could sing for like Wheatus (laughs) he's not edgy enough for Wheatus (laughs) Fountains of Wayne yeah and no he's not cool enough for Fountains I feel like Train was right the first time around yeah yeah he looks like he could have dropped a single on the American Pie 2 soundtrack. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, or that he um, like he and Matthew Morrison could have recorded a duet together. I like Matthew Morrison. Yeah, but his his single was, I mean, Jessica Simpson level bad, right? What was his single? In that summer rain. Whoa. Yeah. I feel like you knew that. Oh, it was in, had it in the chamber ready to go. I had Public Affair in the chamber too, but I didn't sing it because I didn't want to take away from the recording how did we watch glee for like two years it was just like funny really for watch a while it? i don't recall it? it being funny you yeah think? yeah maybe yeah. not may i mean it, it's probably that was right at this same era maybe it holds up as well as the fashion choices we should re-watch from this it. episode no, i don't think i think we're <laughs> <laughs> i think we're good um, yeah, so let's get into the actual content of this, what uh, Colin and one other listener are clamoring to hear about, which is our recap of this. And Bridge, too. Bridge is going to be watching with Colin, so she said hello to us. All right, so Harrison tells them they have to write a love song to earn their one-on-one, because there's going to be a one-on-one date this week, a group date, and 
a two on dun, one. Dun dun dun. So I have to say, I loved this. The I loved. I loved that oh, they did. So that. yeah, he tells them they're going to do a contest right now in the mansion, um, and they each have to write an original song, and whoever writes the best song gets the one on one. Yeah, 30 minutes. I loved the idea. I liked that instead of just like... It's not a new idea. I mean... Have they done something like this before? Yeah, it's called Listen to Your Heart. Well, no, that was after this. (laughs) Listen to Your Heart is not a new idea. I feel like they do dates like this on every season. Well, no, but I like... I don't think that they... I mean, the Goose had to write that song for Richard Marks. Yeah, but he was already on the date. What I liked about this was oh, sometimes... a competitive element. Yes, yeah, to okay. getting the date at all. Yeah. Because sometimes it feels like, you know, the date cards just fall from heaven. And, you know, like, like um, they fall on humans like the fates. Well, I feel... Okay. That's what, <laughs> what is that? Uh, overextending? Uh, oh, Captain my <laughs> That uh, dates cards spring from the mind of Zeus. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I feel like they've gone more in the direction of doing a competition on the group date and having the winner get the rest of the date. But again, I like this because it's like full on democratic. Like everybody in the house. No, it's not. Gets their it's shot. bullshit because Molly's song sucked. And it was really clear that Jason just likes Molly and wanted to take her on a one on one. So he just, Jason. You gave me butterflies. Really? That was the best song? <laughs> well, certainly... Shannon's rap was way better than Certainly that, that beat the lullaby. So let's... Uh, oh, my God. It, yeah. Yeah. it beat... But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, well, let, okay. Well, but... I, I Sure, you're right. I mean, you're saying that this thing was rigged. I've heard that elections Actually, have been rigged before. Now that you're going through the other entries... I mean, I think that Shannon's rap was the best. Um, Probably not culturally sensitive well, anymore. Well, she yeah. calls herself Shanene, yeah. so no, I'm going to go ahead and say that yeah. maybe, yeah. Probably maybe not. That joke yeah. has not aged as well as she would like, but I do think that she was she was funny. Yeah, sure. Well, and um, we didn't hear what Jillian sang, really, but she was singing on the table, um, yeah. which I thought was good. Um, and then there was, who who has, one person is like, was it Lauren? Who was like, I'm going to sing an actual She's fucking like, song. Um, I did something a little different from the rest of you guys because y'all came up here and were just silly. And I actually wrote a real song. Yeah. And like, it was Leap of Faith. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> based on the 1992 Steve Martin film <laughs> where he plays a televangelist who's a schemer. <laughs> um, it was not good. But she takes it real seriously. Yeah. And then she, after, when she finished, she says, oh my God, that was so awful. That was so awful. Jason, I'm sorry. Oh, I just hated it. It was so bad. Say it was good. It was, it was so bad. Ugh. And then Nikki comes in. Well, uh, yeah, let's back up a second here. Well, you're the one who got to Lauren. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting mad about it. I'm just saying <laughs> it's worth mentioning. Nikki had a meltdown. Well, that comes after. What are you backing up to? I'm backing up to Nikki freaking out about having to sing oh, a song. Oh, yeah, yeah. All yeah. Right. So she's like, loses her mind. She's like... Well, this is 
like immediately when Chris Harrison tells them what they're going to yeah, do. Yeah, so I'm saying well, I'm backing up a little bit. I'm sorry, listeners who are watching this literally on pause. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to treat this like a uh, audio commentary to the episode. Nikki says, I cannot be silly. It's just not in my nature. I hate singing. It's a phobia of mine. Poor Nikki. I know. Um, How is it possible that singing is a phobia of hers if she, if she's in pageants? Not to say that, like, she should love singing, but I feel like probably most pageant girls are at least, like, decently comfortable. Sure, because a lot of times, like, don't they have to do, like, a little opening number together and stuff? Yeah. But maybe that's just more of, like, a dance number. Okay. But then later in the episode, she also doesn't want to (laughs) dance. I think Nikki's got a lot of phobias. It's not quite to Annalise level of, like... Every single thing you see, she's got a past trauma with, but um, it's getting close. Nikki just seems very, very uptight. Yeah. She, again, I don't know. I guess, again, if you've gone on pageants, you think you would be good on TV, but she doesn't seem like the kind of person that was right for a reality show. Well, I think reality TV might be, like, your nightmare if you're a pageant girl because, I don't, like, you don't get to, you're not in control. Right. Someone else. Again, you're putting your fate in the hands of the fates, the editors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really beating this uh, metaphor. Yeah, no, it's great. The, yeah. People are loving it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sydney loved it. She loves this as much as the I love you debate. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, again, looking over the entries, I think that Molly had one of the stronger songs, stronger being used in the relative sense here. And like it was fun, like she didn't take it too seriously. Shannon, uh, or I'm sorry, Stephanie went like full on like soul singer. Yeah, she has like a weird opera, kind of operatic. Yeah. And then Nikki comes around and says, this was really hard for me. Um, and I didn't really write a love song. This is something I'd like to sing to my baby one day. <laughs> uh, she sings a really terrible lullaby. Yeah, she sings a goddamn lullaby. Good which... night, my little one. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Close your little eyes. How? And sing also, like, why? If you were going to have to do the contest... And and sing in a way that made you uncomfortable. How is it better to sing a creepy lullaby? Yeah, I don't understand. Like, it's not a safety net at all. Like, you might as well just, like, do a song parody of, like, you know, some like a song and change a couple of words. So you can fall back on a tune you know or just make up some something real stupid and quick. But Which is clearly, I mean, that'll get you all the way into Jason's tent in his backyard later. Yeah, to do that. Which is so. where Molly ends up. Yeah. So Jason uh, picks Molly as the winner. And somebody, I can't remember who it was, maybe Megan, was like, I think that's bullshit. And it, because it was. Yeah. Jason just picked who he wanted to go on the one on one. Right. With. It would be like Jamie winning uh, <laughs> Listen to Your Heart when clearly you had a Rudy and I don't know, one of these other people. Well, I just feel like the one on ones are meant for that, like, it's a significant time to get to know someone anyway. So, you know, you commented that it's like you liked the democratic process mm-hmm. of choosing it this way. I don't like that. Like, I feel like the one-on-one should just be who you like the best, which is clearly what Jason did anyway. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's, I just, again, I like, you have to sing for it. Sing for it, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so they do go in there one-on-one. They camp out um, behind Jason's house, Mm -hmm. which is, I mean, that's a step up from a picnic behind the Bachelor Mansion. Not totally, but a little bit. I guess. I mean, at least they get a tent to go into. Honestly, that's a lot of time early in the show to get to spend together without the cameras. Like an overnight? Yeah, to spend the night in the tent. And Molly comes back wearing Jason's clothes. She does. He loans her a pair of basketball shorts. And then they go outside and look at the stars. Jason says that Molly's eyes are stargazing amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Now, see, there's a song right there. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't let her borrow an Ed Hardy shirt. I guess he didn't have another one to spare. <laughs> um, she says that watching Jason with Ty shows her. Stop making eye contact. Okay, with I'm me. sorry. I want to. I want to see Ellen DeGeneres in here. <laughs> <laughs> Is Ellen a monster? <laughs> that was the headline of Us Weekly. Spoiler alert. Yes. Don't make eye contact with me. (laughs) All right, I'll look at that pillow over there. I need to get, we should get a picture of you, life size, that I can look at and have a conversation. Find my Dristy. Find your Dristy. Yeah, it's over there. It's that pillow. Okay. Okay, and I'll look at my notes. Uh, Yeah, she says that watching him with Ty is exactly how she would want the father of her children to be. How much has she watched him with Ty? I mean, I guess they're kind of, all of them are kind of referencing what they saw. On The Bachelorette, too. Yeah. Because that other woman... also, really, that's exactly how you would want the father of your children to be? To be like, "Mm, Ty, listen, you're real cool, buddy, but dad's got to go on this reality (laughs) show. I'm going to do it once for a couple of months, and then maybe again in a little bit after that. But don't worry, buddy. You're my best friend. You're still my number one dude. (laughs) We're best friends. Here's a BFF necklace. You're going to have to hang out with Uncle Larry for a while. (laughs) And that mom of yours that I hate. But yeah, I mean, they all kind of fawn over him being a dad. But again, we haven't seen... I mean, everything we've seen, it seems like he's a good dad, but he also has gone large stretches of time. Are you cool with that if I just take off for like two months to do some sort of reality show? Uh, I'd be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh... Are you taking the kids with you? Why don't y'all go do the amazing race? (laughs) Uh, I think they're going to have to put that on hold for a while. Yeah? Yeah, not going to be able to do that for a couple years at least. Um, I thought that it was a little unclear just how intimate they were in this tent. You mentioned that. I did. I have in my notes in all capital letters, did they fuck? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> Which I don't, I don't think they did. No, I don't. And I don't. I, I'm not going to say I don't care because clearly I do because I'm bringing it up. I promise you if they had had sex early, this early on, particularly in like this early of a season... It would have been a huge deal for the franchise. Like they would have, um, they would have made a big deal about it. There would have been questions raised, like when Ben Flahinick mm-hmm. and Courtney supposedly didn't, but then later it was real revealed that they did have sex in the ocean on that uh-huh. day. Like it was a big deal, right? Well, that I guess that's why I'm asking because I feel like instead of leaving that lingering question, they should have inserted like a real quick like and we kissed all night you know like to just resolve that issue because now it's this giant thing you know, hanging that's over. what they want they want you to uh, know they want you to wonder what happened yeah did all they we do know it is that jason tells molly that her skin is so soft <laughs> and that they were up all night and they barely slept okay 
Okay. Um, so the group date is want to play doctor? And they show up on the set of General Hospital. And then five people in a row tell us that they're on the set of General Hospital. I am not. I don't know General Hospital. I used to watch Young and the Restless sporadically. Mm -hmm. Always liked it because I could watch it in the summers um, when I was off of school and then come back like nine months later and some of the same drama would uh -huh. be going on. Sure, it's unfolding It would still slowly. just be about Nikki and Victor divorcing. <laughs> or... Yeah, I'm, I never watch soaps and my mom and sister never watch soaps, but there was like it's the a... The devil's smut. <laughs> Ryan, it leads you down the path of sin. But there was um, this like afternoon local news show, like talk show, <laughs> that every day this woman would come on for like 10 minutes and like dish about what happened on the soaps that day. So there would be like interview with a local newsmaker and then like human interest story and then like here comes the soaps dish. Mm, oh, the soaps dish. The soaps dish. Clever. You like that? Yeah. Um, so I feel like I have only like a third hand even understanding of what happens on these kind of shows. There's probably like an evil. What do you mean? Like an evil twin, usually. No. I mean, some of them are more uh, outlandish than others. Like, The Young and the Restless was more of an intellectual soap opera. <laughs> <laughs> it dealt with a lot of ethical dilemmas. There was that one where um, the think, main um, characters had to decide whether to pull the lever to run the trolley over <laughs> one larger person or five workers. <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, obviously the one larger person. Yeah, you, uh, that's... Yes, you kill one person that's over how, five. Well, no, oh, but the wrinkle is... Yeah, what the... The wrinkle is that the five people are workers who are on the tracks. Oh, I think it's you have to push the man off the bridge to land on the tracks to stop the trolley. Okay, I mean, I don't... I don't think you're presenting this. No, correctly. I'm not presenting this. Very I feel well. like this is when it's you try to... It's a classic to, moral This is like dilemma. when my mom always tries to tell that riddle about... Like, you have a dog and a pig and a rooster, <laughs> and on one side of the river, you can <laughs> only fox, tell the yeah. truth, and on the other side of the river, you can only lie. Yeah, no, I don't think I'm presenting the dilemma <laughs> very clearly. If it's five o'clock in Poughkeepsie. <laughs> yeah, with two trains are leaving the station. I would All always right. kill the one person. Okay. All unless right. the five people were... Like, Luke P. Yeah, what I was going to say. <laughs> Barb like, Weber. Bad people. Yeah. Is it like one really good person? You don't, you're a passerby. You don't know much about then them. Then you kill one person yeah. instead of letting five people Yeah, but killed. the ring, you have to push the man off the bridge. Are you willing to do that? Every day. <laughs> Not even if there's no speeding train yeah. below. Yeah. <laughs> I had to do a test like that. I didn't have to. Uh, one of my friends sent us a test like that. Did you see that morality quiz that no. Kim sent? Uh -uh. And it had like all these different scenarios. But in one of them, so you had to like pick, which, essentially pick which people you're going to kill. Right. But it would be like a pregnant woman, um, like a large person versus a small person, uh -huh. an executive versus a homeless person. Right. Um, and then there was one choice where you could either choose to kill like a, a human or maybe two or a car full of cats. And I definitely chose to keep the cats alive. 
Yeah, so there you go. So, but this is the kind of thing the young and the restless dealt with on a regular. Would I shove a man off the cliff? Yes. Would I shove the cat? No, no, probably not. Probably not. Let well, the cat's not stopping the trolley, anyways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let the cat live. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, they are on the set of General, General Hospital. General Hospital. And I was going to say, I think um, Days of Our Lives always had a reputation for like crazy plot lines. Okay. Well, usually there's going to be somebody in a coma, right? That's your stereotyping these programs. <laughs> so unfair. Yeah, these are such baseless stereotypes. Okay, so they meet some of the general hospital actors. I couldn't mm-hmm. tell how old these characters were supposed to be. No, me neither. Yeah, like that one guy almost looked like he was playing like a teenager. Well, at first I thought it was Paul Dano. <laughs> He got his start on soaps. I drink your milkshake. <laughs> you know, this is actually right around when James Franco was on soaps. And I believe he was on Days of Our Lives, right? That I, th- I think as so. Frank- or yeah. was he on General Hospital? Maybe he was on General Hospital. You know, as a character named Franco, as an artist named Franco. Mm, General yeah, Hospital. Jeez, yeah. Louise. Yeah. You're right. That was 2009. Yeah. So it would have been great if they would have run into him. They could have met Franco. (laughs) Back when he was at the height of his powers, how the mighty have fallen. Uh, Back before people started calling him out for the weird shit. Right, for his uh, poor treatment of women. (laughs) Yeah, sexual harassment. All right, anyways, back to the show. (laughs) So, yeah, there are these two actors from General Hospital that they meet, and then they have to perform general hospital scenes this is reminiscent or i guess vice versa you know they just did this on peter's scene or peter's uh, that's what i'm saying you start to notice like the trends in the season sure you watch them back to back like this you start to see that wait a minute they're relying on the same tricks (laughs) again and again original content (laughs) this isn't breaking new ground at all 10 years later it's the same trick so they learned that one of the rules in soap operas is no tongue. Yeah, I feel like that's one of your rules, too. That's a... No kissing with tongues. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh... yeah, it's for the camera. Not all the time. I just don't need, like, a deep throat kiss. like just To go to bed. Morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Blah. <laughs> a chaste peck on the cheek is all you need to get through the day. You may make eye contact with me for 5.3. Seconds. Oh, it's too much. <laughs> I'm Portia De Rossi over here, and you're Ellen. Does Ellen treat Portia well? Yeah, she just treats like her workers. Okay, bad. but I mean that's kind of our relationship, <laughs> yeah. subordinate to yeah. superior. Yeah. Um, I think she treats some of her celebrity guests bad. Oh, like if they're not good enough for her. Yeah. Oh, actually, like Jessica Simpson said that when she had that terrible Ellen interview. That Ellen didn't have anything to say to her after the show. When did you, what happened on the terrible Ellen? She went interview? on there drunk and like made a fool of herself. <laughs> and I Ellen is just like at staring all. at her. Yeah, I don't remember that. Man, that sounds like something worth uh, looking up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So Naomi gets to kiss him a lot because they keep like having to rerun the scene. Mm-hmm. She's playing like a seductress French maid mm-hmm. and the someone Lauren playing the what the wife or the girlfriend of the character bursts in. But okay. somehow he also proposes to Jillian who's playing another character that he's in love with. This narrative is all over the place. Yeah, they really <laughs> I need can't to follow this it. at all. <laughs> um 
Um, nah, back at the mansion, Nikki and Stephanie are laying out. Oh, yeah, we should we should mention they are the chosen for the two on Yeah, right. So after the group date card comes, we realize that the only two names that weren't on it were Nikki and Stephanie's. Which we commented, this was a weird pairing for a two-on-one. Yeah, even in the early seasons, a lot of times the two-on-ones have, like, a purpose. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel like this one did. Like, Stephanie had just gone on that one-on-one. Right. Well, it felt like these are the two left over. Let's put them together as opposed to, like, there's some sort of tension or, like, he feels equally ambivalent. Like, it would have been better if it was kind of those three women that were sort of at the bottom of his list yeah, like to begin Nikki with. Yeah, Nikki and Megan. Yeah, right. And I feel like they have more similar, like, they're going to clash a little more. Because, like, yeah. honestly, Stephanie and Nikki were being really nice to each other in that little clip we saw of them hanging out at the pool. Like you said, being girlfriends, painting each other's nails. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, Stuff girls do. Yeah, that's what you ladies do when you're all alone. So Nikki tells Stephanie, I want Jason to come home and I want to tuck Ty in. That's it. I just feel like Nikki is obsessed with having kids. Yeah. Good God, I hope that she is married with kids now. Yeah, I hope so too. That's that's what she deserves. That's what she definitely wanted. Um, yeah, and she like, well, we're kind of, well, I'll deal with it when we get to, the, we'll get there. I don't want to jump around too much. I yeah. know that annoys Follow the, the narrative. Follow the story. We're back on the set of General Hospital again. Megan says, let's do it. Let's bang it out. <laughs> Just what you would expect a lacrosse captain from Pennsylvania to say. <laughs> um, yep. She makes out with him and our um, closed captioning <laughs> just wrote, so they like go in for a they're like just supposed to do a little kiss and instead they have a very intense kiss and uh according to our closed captions female number three said whoa (laughs) who knows who it was it might have been melissa because melissa says i don't think it was a screen kiss that was i'm going to take advantage of an opportunity well no shit melissa well even megan is like yeah it was yeah good for her go get it girl do it. and then, You do you, girl. Yeah. And then later when everyone, they, they go to an, a rap party and Naomi is crying and Megan says, everyone is upset and, and emotional. It's just like, man up. Yeah. Yeah. So she's not, uh, pure, not messing around. Uh, pure lacrosse coach. <laughs> um, yeah. Naomi is feeling sad. Like she just says, we got a lot of this on this episode. Different girls saying that, Basically, what it comes down to is it's the point in the season where it has become real for a lot of the ladies. It's harder than you think. Each episode is getting harder and harder. Dion? Yeah, a little bit. This uh, is wearing me out. (laughs) This late night podcasting. It's 10.02. Yeah, (laughs) I just can't keep my eyes open. Is there a yawn jar? (laughs) It's 25 cents for a yawn? Yeah, I might have to start that. Uh, Lauren... So they're at the night portion of the date, mm-hmm. and Lauren steals them and says that she bosses Jason around, but that she thinks he likes it and that he likes being dominated. I don't think that he does. Yeah, I think you're misreading that, Lauren. Yeah, and he's not like, I mean, he's not like an alpha, like, kind of guy, but I also don't see him as someone who likes getting bossed around. No, I don't either. And, you know, I'm trying to think... Like, I actually don't feel like that that dynamic plays well with any of the leads. 
Um, Because even, you know, I was thinking, what about Ari? Like, is he a nice guy enough that he would like that? I think if you're the lead on the show, like, you like the power that that gives you. Sure, sure. I think Peter might have responded to that. Yeah, there was a little bit of that with, like, Victoria. Right, right. Um, Yeah, because, I mean, I think there's also, you've got to be aware enough that you've got to be in control of this situation. And I just, Jason doesn't strike me as a kind of guy who would like to be told what to do i don't think anyone would like don't tell me to give me your my rose to you i think some people do like being told what to do but i don't think they're going to be the bachelor yeah (laughs) they're total cucks yeah you would like that (laughs) sure yeah okay here's my rose (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry lauren (laughs) i'll never doubt you again Tell me what else to do. So she says, you need to give me the rose tonight. And he says, you feel like you're entitled to that. And then she kind of backpedals. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I mean, I only want it if you want to give it to me. Yeah, that's the other thing. She doesn't quite commit to the bit. Because like, Jason doesn't play in. No. She's like, oh, shit. Oh, no, I get it. And then later, it's the same thing at the cocktail party when she's like, you want to kiss me right now. Maybe. Do you? We might as well do it. It's going to be awkward. Like, it's like, if you're going to go this route, like, go for it. Yeah, you got to You can't half-ass it. Yeah, you can't half-ass, you know, dominatrix bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to whip you, like, if you want it. Like, if if that's cool. All right. Um, Melissa has kind of a similar breakdown to Naomi's. Mm -hmm. Um, She just says that... You know, it's really hard for her to see Jason with all the other girls. Um, Shannon also gets, like, weirdly bossy. Not in a way that, like, Lauren does. But she says, I'm not letting you go. I'm not letting you let me go. Yeah, it was a more, like, desperation bossiness. Yes. Which is never a good look. She kind of spirals. Because then she's Mm -hmm. like, I want to be a mother. I want to meet Ty. I want you to come home with me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this is not playing well. Yeah, Shannon's another one who just hasn't been able to hold it together. Well, then she's like, I just haven't shown you any of these sides of me because I've been holding back. Which, like, really, Shannon? Yeah, right. I, yeah, I haven't shown you this side where I start crying uncontrollably. That's a side of me you haven't seen yet. And then Jason says, well... I'm Jason. It's nice to finally meet you. <laughs> Man, reminded me of that Seinfeld bit where he's like, I'm Jerry. Nice, nice to, to meet you. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not Brad. I'm me. Nice to meet you. Yeah, and Jason says, seeing Shannon cry just made me sad. So, yeah, it does not have the effect that she wants it he, to have. You can tell, and he says as much, he does not have reciprocated feelings. Right. Well, and this is also, I mean, they can sense that this is when it's getting serious because it kind of is. Like, this is where he's actually f- figuring out, like, who yeah. do I actually This is the point in about? every season where, like, you can't help but see the girls that the lead has a strong attraction to and the girls that are kind of falling behind. Right, time to separate the sheep from the goats mm-hmm. here. Yeah. So Naomi gets the rose, um, and it's time for our two-on-one. Yeah, let's do it. All right, Stephanie and, Stephanie and Nikki come downstairs to two 
ball gowns to wear to the ball. <laughs> That's every girl's dream is to go to a ball with Prince Charming and another Cinderella. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nikki says that, you know, one of her concerns is that Stephanie is already a mom. She and Jason have that in common. Mm-hmm. Stephanie, for her part, says, I think Jason likes dark hair and dark eyes. That's a concern. <laughs> also, I mean, they're not like, I get Nikki has like darker features, but I feel like it's not like Stephanie is like a blonde, you know, like I, they didn't even choose people who physically are total opposites, you know? So it's yeah. like, do I choose the blonde or the brunette? I don't know what to do. Right. Or like, Nikki is so outgoing and Stephanie is so reserved. Right. They're both. Pretty yeah, they're both similar. pretty uptight. Yeah. Like, Stephanie obviously is less uptight with the dancing. She mentioned, so they go and do dance lessons. Well, should we mention, Jason also gives his concerns with each girl. Okay. So his concern with Stephanie is that he's just not sure that there's a romantic connection there. Right, there's not. <laughs> <laughs> with Nikki, he says, she just stays in the box and I don't. <laughs> Jason also is so wild. <laughs> you can't put that guy you in a box. You can't box him. Don't box him in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he picks them up in like a fancy car. They go to ballroom lessons. And again, this in like is... like a twinkle lit garden. Yeah. This is around the same time when you and I were taking ballroom dancing lessons. Yes. I'm sure we've talked about this on I the program before. Yes, but... Uh, Everything this instructor says applies to us when uh, they say, she says, the most amazing thing I've ever seen is the chemistry between two people in a relationship when they dance. Ballroom dancing teaches you how to relate to each other. Mm. Ballroom dancing did not do that for us. I think we're okay. We're fine. Here we are 11 years later. Yeah. Thanks, ballroom dance teacher. Fuck you, ballroom yeah. dance lady. But, and actually, it was, wasn't an older gentleman yeah, teaching us? Yeah, because he would be like, he would like, intercept and take me and I'm yes. like, oh, this is what it's supposed to right. feel like. Oh, an old man Oh, this is how me. it feels if someone leads. Oh, snap. <laughs> and if he's a silver-haired fox. Uh, he wasn't even that attractive, but yeah, he was a good but dancer. But when he danced, that's he when he felt dancer. that chemistry. Yep. Yeah, so um, Stephanie... the shit out of it. Stephanie dances the shit out of it. Uh, she is a ballet dancer. So that's also like, they chose something that was like patently unfair for Stephanie, I don't know what Nikki's talent is, but it's yeah. not it's not it's this, not this and waltz. it ain't singing. But she mentions that she's a ballet teacher, so I said, like, is she still Stephanie doing this? Does. Stephanie is. Yeah. I mean, can we get her to give our daughter dance lessons? Oh, apparently, we just have to hang out down at certain downtown bars, and we'll see her. Is she really? Is she still around? Yeah, Jennifer and Lance saw her at a... Uh, what's that bar? Not... Uh, it's It's like... Sammy T's? No, no. It's upstairs from <laughs> Whiskey Bar. No, the pub. Something's pub. Miller. Oh, Miller's. Oh, okay. Oh, man. I told you this. Oh, my God. Like a million times. A million. One million times. Can a, a we? Thousand. Can we get them on the show to talk about it? Lance and Jennifer? Yeah. Uh, Tell us about your sighting. It's Stephanie. <laughs> This is, I mean, we're, again, we're now two degrees away from a bachelor person. I know. Jennifer was texting me while they were at the bar saying, you should get down here. Stephanie from The Bachelor is here. That you can ask her vaguely, to be on your podcast. vaguely familiar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure you know I was what? listening closely. Brian was like, yeah, go if you want. Just, uh, I'll just stay home. You kept me from meeting Stephanie. 
No, I didn't. Uh, I, I'm sure I said you should go. Uh, yeah, no, woman, you stay here with me. <laughs> That's the kind of guy I am. I, th- I don't think it would be that hard for us to run into her. Okay, let's so just try to arrange it as serendipitous meeting. Yeah, like I yeah. Th- people know where she lives. We just camp out. Yeah, just stalk her yeah. full on. Yep. Okay. Um, Nikki says that Stephanie and um, Jason look like Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. That's a bit of a stretch. They <laughs> no, look that's, fine. You know, and everything that Jason does, Stephanie has to do backwards in high heels. Feminism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nikki... For her, you know, to her credit, says, uh, Stephanie's not going to overshadow me. It's not going to happen. <laughs> right. First. Stop trying to make fetch happen, Stephanie. <laughs> Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. First, she says, this is the worst case scenario. Um, and then she gets really mad. Well, yeah. So you let me do say. This? You liked this quote. I yeah. was feeling really sorry for Nikki. I feel like she got dealt some bum cards on this date. Like Stephanie is shining. Nikki is obviously someone that kind of has a lot of anxiety, right? right. Call her Jacob Dylan because she's a wallflower. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> um. So uh, yeah, I mean, I felt a lot of sympathy for her, and then she says. I've never been married. I don't have children. Stephanie already had a one-on-one date with Jason. She already had a man. She married him, had his daughter, and sadly, he he died. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that did. And then she says, I want my turn. Yeah, right. so way to turn someone's tragedy into their advantage, right? Poor Nikki hasn't had a husband die yet. <laughs> when will it be her turn? <laughs> so I think that... Nikki has gotten crazy. Yeah. Because she says that she dated this guy from the time she was 17 to 28 and then he dumped her. I feel like that she's crazy. Well, and that would be a very hard thing to deal with. Sure, it would. And she tells a story. Here, I want to get your take on this. She tells her, in her telling, this guy of 11 years wakes up one Friday morning and says, I love you, but I don't want to marry you. And that's that's the end of the relationship. Which, it does sound terrible, but... How would you, how should you deal with that? Like, what is the better way to be like, I don't want to marry you? Uh, I feel like someone was in the wrong there that they dated until she was 28. Yeah. They started, they were high school sweethearts dating, started dating when she at least was 17. So I'm guessing he was 17 or 18. If they weren't married by mm, 25. Yeah. I feel like that was the time for Nikki, who, and I only say this because she seems dead set on marriage and children. Uh-huh. If you were cool with it, yeah, right, fine. But like around the time of 25, 26, if you're saying like, hey, buddy, I'm ready, and he's not wanting to, uh, you know, go all in, get out of there. Right. Well, and also like he didn't just realize that Friday that he didn't want to marry you, clearly. Or um, if he did, if it really was a shock, then there's other stuff that Nikki probably needs to work through. Sure, right. Yeah, so, something went wrong. And again, you're right, like, people people can stay together and not get married. That's not a problem. But that doesn't seem like it was Nikki's bag. No. And so I feel like <laughs> Nikki maybe should have addressed the issue a few years earlier so that she wasn't 
28 and now like clearly freaking out Mm -hmm. and panicking. Yeah. Well, and she also, she doesn't answer the questions that Jason poses in a convincing way because they sit down and have dinner together. And uh, he's like, so how do you feel about moving to Seattle? And she's like, Oh, that'd be no problem at all. I have nothing in my life. Yeah. She's like, I, I mean, it's just me and a couple of friends. Right. Like, I wake up every morning and I'm on my own. <laughs> oh, poor Nikki. But I do hope Stephanie that she's Stephanie also married. says, like, my life is where my man is. I'll go wherever my man is. Yeah, which is a different kind of bad answer. No, I know. But I mean, it's not even a bad answer. It's just a Stephanie answer. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Stephanie says, I'm extremely attracted to you. Just looking at you right now. <laughs> she has crazy eyes, too. Oh, yeah. Well, she just, like, she seems like a character that stepped out from a different show. Like, yeah. that's my, like, this character, like, wandered in from, I don't even know what show. But, you know, like, they, she just doesn't gel with this universe to me. Well, I feel like she also doesn't gel with this Bachelor. Like, uh-huh. I'm a single dad from Seattle. Right. Maybe... I don't know, maybe Colton? Maybe, or... Oh, Colton, this is the <laughs> one, the hands of leather that turned your velvet in a touch. <laughs> For Colton, Stephanie would have a thing or two to teach Colton. <laughs> I'm so attracted to you. I just can't control myself. I'll go wherever my man is. Um, Yeah, the girls at the mansion... I mean, the big takeaway I had from this episode is that somehow they've all been gifted the same blue polka dot robes, and I want one. Yeah, no, and that's, again, I like that. It's like a little team building thing that they did for I, them. like, this is the first time I was significantly jealous of anything that was going on <laughs> on The Bachelor. You mean ever If you go in this on episode? that show, do you get your own complimentary robe? We gotta find out. <laughs> yeah, that's a question. We should tweet Robin. at, like, Jillian. I feel like she yeah. would answer. Yeah, we need, that's the thing is i bet we could get some of these like people who got cut early probably come on our show or even like jillian's canadian she's nice she's nice she wouldn't come on our show but i feel like if we tweeted at her she would explain what was the deal with those polka dotted robes that y'all were all wearing yeah well you can get again to go back to cameo you can get jillian for like 75 or 100 bucks we should just get her to explain the hot dog thing to us (laughs) it's not really a personalized greeting we just have a question what's the deal with the hot dog theory and the robes okay um so not surprisingly to anybody uh nikki goes home no i was surprised oh really I kind of thought he might send them both home. Yeah, that would not have surprised me Because either. his big question with Stephanie was whether or not he was romantically attracted to her. And I felt like the clear answer was, no, you are not. Yeah, I mean, maybe the dancing was enough to, like, fool him for a short amount of time. This is why you should never waltz with someone. <laughs> That's why in the Church of Christ we learned that dancing leads to sex. Mm-hmm. And here you see it yet again. Yeah, it's the devil <laughs> asking Jason to waltz. <laughs> One waltz and suddenly you're doing the horizontal mambo. We'll do the pachanga. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Neil. <laughs> uh, is that what it is? What is it? From Dirty Dancing. It's the Pachanga, right? I think that's right. Yeah, you're the Dirty Dancing fan. You think that's right. We've we've watched not one but two hilarious Dirty Dancing viral videos this week, by the way. Yeah. A man dancing with his own lamp and and Patrick Swayze dancing with a cat. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. And both, each one better than the other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Somehow. All right. Cocktail party? Yeah. Yeah. So Megan says that the pressure in the mansion is increasing literally 300 to 400% daily. That is a very exponential increase. <laughs> or I guess not exponential. That's a huge increase yeah. over time. Yeah. I got to get my math right. But uh, that is significant. Um, Jason teaches Megan how to waltz. Melissa tells Jason that she notices the little things about him. Like the fact that he has a freckle on his eye. <laughs> how, do people have I eye I don't freckles? think so, yeah. Look at those cute freckles on your eyes. And a little hole in his ear that they're going to get to the bottom of someday. And, you know, the sad thing is... She probably did get to the bottom of that situation when they got engaged, and now she, you know, knows all this stupid information about Jason that uh, doesn't matter to her at all. This says that. Well, that was. Wait, what are you saying? I'm saying because they got engaged. Oh I'm yeah, sure yeah, yeah, Melissa. That eventually she found out about that stupid hole in his ear, and now she's like, "Why do I know all this mundane trivia about Jason?" Well, this says that a freckle on the eye can grow into a malignant meloma. Melanoma. <laughs> Look out, Jason. <laughs> Yeah, Melissa notices the little things it's like adorable now. <laughs> warning signs of cancer. Yeah. Uh, so Lauren, again, we talked about this before, but tries to pull this, you know, cutesy like. And it's also you also can't tell whether she means it or not. That's the other problem. Yeah, with I feel this like bit. I do that where not that I've like now that I have you, I don't have to flirt as much, right? But like if I were still flirting or when I did flirt. I feel like my default method was like, I'm going to flirt with you by roasting you. <laughs> you know, like. I have still your method with me. I no, think. I was going to yeah. say, you can attest to that. Yeah. Is that flirting? I didn't realize. Yeah. <laughs> Should is. I be flattered by that? Yes. Yeah. That's why I get so like bummed out when you get your feelings hurt. No, I'm I like, didn't oh, know. I was trying to flirt with you. I didn't I'm know making that. fun of you and just raking you across the coals. I didn't, I didn't realize. Is that, no. is that true? Yeah. Well, I didn't know. I mean, yeah. sometimes I'm just making sometimes, it and sometimes it's just because I'm really stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and have it coming. Um, well, that's good to look at this relationship building. This is a big breakthrough for mm -hmm. us. Yeah, we mm -hmm. this again because we haven't been able to go to therapy for like three months because mm -hmm. of coronavirus. Yeah. But this is the same thing. But we're thriving. <laughs> we should um, pay one of those people on Cameo like twenty bucks. A week to be our therapist. Like, hey, here's our problem. In a, in a three-minute video, Diggy, tell us what we it. should do. Yeah. Then I'll have to sleep with my therapist. You can't. That's unethical. <laughs> he can't do that as a licensed therapist. <laughs> okay. Uh, so do we have anything else to... Uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, more more one-on-one -on -one time. And then Harrison walks in and somebody yells, Boo! <laughs> Boo! Boo! Rubbish! Filth! Slime! Muck! Boo! 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 They were booing him because they thought he was the lead singer of Train. <laughs> Get out of here, Harrison. So he gives a rose. So we already have a rose for Molly, Stephanie, and Naomi. Right. And then he gives a rose to Melissa. He gives mm -hmm. a rose to Jillian. Yeah. He holds up the third rose. And Waves it around. <laughs> we have one left. Megan, Lauren, and Shannon are all 
there. Nervous as can be. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, I'm sorry, I can't do this. I can't give out this final rose. And then he gives each of them a compliment. He does. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, Megan, (laughs) you are so tough and good at lacrosse. (laughs) (laughs) Lauren... I'm afraid of you, (laughs) genuinely. Shannon, I'm afraid of you, too. (laughs) For different reasons. I'm not sure which one of you is going to murder me first. Shannon, I think you have a mini doll version of me that you sleep (laughs) with at night. Well, and after he cuts her... I try to be funny, Jason! Well, I mean, it is, because after he cuts her, she says, When I watched The Bachelorette, I got insight on Jason, and he seemed like the perfect man. You fell in love with somebody on TV. Like, you can't... (laughs) you can't do that and then expect it to pan out that's like when you and alex end up together and it turns out he's not as funny and not as great of a dancer he's as funny he's a good dancer he's He's as handsome i will say so we you can see the video if you go to facebook or twitter so beautiful well and that was just like his quarantine like oh my god i know he's just sitting around looking like that smiled yeah i mean because so i they said seven days it would take seven days so i sent it to him at like 11 o'clock and i got the video at like noon so he didn't like doll himself up at all he was just like all right i'll just you know squeeze this one out (laughs) these fucking idiots yeah because like i mean again like he wasn't dressed like whatever he was wearing is what he shot it in like it was very clear that uh you know what though that's how i like him well that's the thing like he looks better casual than i do like if i spend an hour and a half can you imagine what he would do if he like actually put in right if he will burn my eyes off well when he was in that little quarantine past the remote video i feel like that's when he had done himself up and he looked fucking fantastic (laughs) yeah Uh, god yeah next i'm gonna order a video for me from (laughs) alex Uh, okay well yeah so we're gonna try to do this once a week um just keep our weekly schedule yeah yeah and eventually we might butt heads with the um best of bachelor thing yeah. that they're doing we'll see i feel like it could be fun it could be fun i just i'm almost like morally opposed to it oh my god i mean i'm i'm being facetious to make a joke but like don't you always it's get funny. mad it's funny when a sitcom is like oh, here's the clip episode because we don't have anything to show but this yet. is a I can't, is it a clip show or is it like, here's a crazy episode from Colton season? Unclear. I almost, I, I can't tell if it would be better if it was like, here's a crazy episode or it was like, here's a montage. I actually would like, like, here's a montage of every like, time everybody says, you know, I'm no. not here to make friends. See, I feel like for our podcast's sake, I would like a full episode. As a viewer, then what, though. Like, and then Tiana said, I'm not here to make friends. And then Molly well, like if they said, did, like, like thematic, like, if they organized it in a thematic way, like, here's three best different... Of the villains. Well, yeah, or, like, here's three different dates going on soap operas, for instance. Um, yeah. But whatever. I we'll mean, it's a good thing do. I'm not in charge of this. And we may or may not uh, podcast it, but we will get you through Mesnick's whole season.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.